the name Christian. I'm glad that I am a Christian. I know what the Bible says, and you need to take the Bible and apply it to your heart to be say, I'm a Christian. Uh, We know what we should not do, and we know what we should do. I find that we do more of what we should not do and less of what we should be doing. Amen. But I'm glad I'm a Christian. I'm glad I can take the Bible because of what he's done for me. Amen. All that he's done. I, I wasn't, I'm not worthy. I am not worthy. And I, I thank God for what he's done for me. Uh, Mark chapter 2 this morning. Mark chapter 2. And then go over and find 1 Samuel chapter 21. Uh, I want to take these two chapters and these two books and bring a message out of them. That uh, I, I, It helped me. And maybe it'll help you. Mark chapter 2, and we'll start in Mark chapter 2, but find 1 Samuel chapter 21 and hold that place. We'll get to that in just a little while. But Mark chapter 2, let us stand and read the Word of God. Mark chapter 2. Beginning in verse number 23. Mark chapter 2, verse number 23. And it came to pass that he had went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. And the Pharisees said unto him, Behold, why do thou they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? And he said unto them, Have you never read? I, I like that. I mean, that's one of Jesus' favorite sayings. Have you never read? He also has he, he said a lot, have you searched the scriptures? Now, I think that's some great advice for you and I today. That Have you ever read? Have you ever searched the scriptures? And then we need to start reading the Bible more and take the word of God for what God said this morning. He said, have you, have you, have you never read what David did when he had need? And it was hungry, he and they that were with him. How he went into the house of God in the days of Abadar and the house priest and did eat of the showbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priest and not gave also to them which were with him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We just thank you for your mercy. and We thank you for your grace, Lord. We ask you to touch hearts. Lift us up in this time that we live in, this country we live in, and this, the sorrows that we live in today. Help us to see beyond this world, beyond the sorrows, Father. We'll praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, this morning, I want to take this story that Jesus gives in a short form, uh, uh, the, and then we'll look at the long form of the story in 1 Samuel chapter 21. But here in this text, Jesus said David was in need, and he was in hunger. In verse 25, he said, Have you read that when David had, had need and was hungry, he and they that with him? David had a real need this morning. He is running from the enemy. Saul is chasing him. He was out, he was out to get him. Uh, Saul was uh, trying to kill him. Saul had already thrown his spear at him two or three times, and, and David got wise and took off. He, he, he is a fugitive from the law, if you will say. 
He's not a rebel without a cause, though. He's running because of righteousness. His enemy is unrighteous. He's running because of that. David has got a real good need this morning. Somebody is chasing him. Somebody is after him this morning. Let me just bring it down to you and I this morning. Do you realize that you and I have an enemy this morning? That enemy is after you this morning. And, and let me tell you what, you, you might have got up this morning and walked in here thinking that everything's good in your life, uh, and that you ain't got no enemy, everything's going right, but you're a child of God. And even a lost person this morning has an enemy of the soul this morning. He's out to get you this morning. I imagine that some of you probably fought the devil this week already. The, men, the enemy does not want anything that's holy. And anytime you walk from God, he tries to pull you back. He's trying to chase you down all week long. You try and do what God wants you to do, but yet the enemy stands there. Paul said, Satan hindered us. That word hinder means hinder, and it says he, he, he keeps pulling his back. It's like an, a, a Christian that takes a, two steps forward and the devil will reach up and try to pull you back and pull you back and, and get you backwards. Uh, it's just, uh, it, just when you start to walk with God good, just when you start to uh, live that Christian life, and just about you think everything's going good, and just about the time you think you're making headways, the devil will reach up and pull back on you. And he always brings up something from your past. Amen. And he wants you back to where you started. Let me, let me say this. Don't, don't forget what I'm about to tell you. It will help you. The things that you struggled with, the sins that you struggle with, that was sending you to hell before you got saved are going to be the same sins and same struggles that you got after you get saved because every time the devil will bring up your past, he'll use those old friends. He'll use those old places. He'll use those old thoughts, that sin in your life. He'll probably bring that up and just bring it back up in your life. He wants you to stop doing what God wants you to do for him. Amen. Amen. David had a need this morning. And I, I imagine every one of us here this morning has a need. The Bible also said he was hungry. He's hungry. Now, I believe he's hungry for something specific. I, I believe he was hungry for something special. And the Bible said that he was hungry in verse 26. He went into the house of God. I see David and his few men that are with him. Uh, and, and David's walking along with his men and said, Hey, I'm sure getting hungry. And the men will probably look at him and say, You know what, David? Uh, we've been at this for a while. Uh, we ain't had nothing in a couple days. Uh, we're hungry too. So why don't we just stop over here at this tavern over here? And David said, Oh, no, no, no. Can't stop there. 
and they go along and they see an old house and, and they say, why don't we stop here? I'm quite sure this granny in this house will make up some whole cakes and catfish biscuits and, and some gravy and we can just have a good time. We can eat and get full. David said, oh, no, no. I've got a special place. There's a special place I'm going to. David said, hey, I'm heading. David said, I, I, I'm not stopping anywhere. I, they ain't got the bread of the house of God has got. Uh, I'm just going to keep on going to the house of God, David said, because that got some bread down at the house of God where you cannot get anywhere else. He said that bread at the house of God is sweet bread uh, down at the house of God. He said that, that bread down at the house of God is satisfying bread down there. He said that bread down at the house of God is sufficient bread of God. He said that is enough bread down at the house of God that will satisfy the soul this morning. And he said, that bread that you get down at the house of God, you can't get nowhere else. Nowhere else. Can I tell you this morning, that there's some bread that, to be had at the house of God that the world cannot give you. The singing of things of God, you just can't get anywhere else. The world's not giving out bread like this. There's something spiritual about the bread that you can get at the house of God that can only be found down at the house of God. Look who he gets his bread from in verse 26, the high priest Abathar. That name, I, I love this, that name means father of abundance. He goes to the house of God and he's talking to the Father of abundance with more than he could ever possibly use. Listen, I'm glad that I have a Father in heaven. Uh, he is a, he's abundant in mercy. He's abundant in grace. He, he's abundant in truth. And whatever I need, listen, He knows what I'm walking through. He knows what my need this morning. I don't know what you are running from this morning. I don't know your need this morning. But I know that He knows. I, I don't know what you're hungering for this morning. But I'm glad that we serve a God that is abundantly. He's got anything you need for when you need it this morning. The Bible says, My God shall apply all your needs according to the riches of the glory of Jesus Christ. I don't know what you need this morning. I don't know what you're hungering for this morning. But I know there is a need meter. I know there's a way maker. I know somebody that can feel your hunger. I know somebody that can meet your need this morning. The Bible said every gift good, every good gift, every perfect, perfect gift is from above that cometh down from the Father of lights in whom is no variation, neither shadows of turning. I'm glad that when I come to the house of God and I have a need and I have a hunger, I'm glad the Father of abundance will fill me up. And if you got one this morning, the Father of abundance will fill you up this morning too. He'll, he'll meet that need. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 21 this morning. I, I, I got to reading this and looking at this, and I said, man, 
Ain't this something good? We serve a good God. I mean a good God. He's a good God. Look at chapter 21 of 1 Samuel. Verse number 1. Then came David to Nob. Nob means a high place. Nob means a high place. To Himelech, the priest. Mm, mm, mm. You know what the name Himelech means? My brother, the king. God don't put stuff in here by mistake. God's trying to get us woken up. He said, he, then David came to Nob, Ahimelech the priest, and Ahimelech was afraid at the meeting of David, and he said unto him, Why art thou come, and no man with thee? Verse number three, Now therefore the, what is under thy hand, give me five loaves of bread in thy hand. And what is their present? Listen, even though this fellow was in touch with the king, even though this fellow was in a high place and he had a high position, David still could get in touch with him. Aren't you glad this morning that we have a king that's in heaven, that he is high? He is holy. He is separate. But that doesn't mean that we cannot get a hold of Him. When I'm hungry, He'll feed me. I can run to Him and have access to the King this morning. In verse number 3 says, Now therefore, what is under thy hand? Give me five loaves of bread in my hand and what there is present. And the priest said unto David, and he said, there is no common bread under my hand, but there is hollow bread if the, the young men have kept themselves at least from women. And David answered, O the priest, and said unto him, O truth of, of a truth, women have been kept from us about these three days. And since I came out of the vessel of the young men and are holy, and the bread is in a manner common, yea, though it is where sanctified this day in the vessel. So the priest gave him hollow bread, for there was no bread there but the showbread that was taken before the Lord to put hot bread in the day when it was taken away. Don't miss this. David walks up there and he has a need, and he's hungry. He goes to the right place. He gets hooked up with the, the right person. He comes in and what he said, I just want five loaves of bread from you this morning. I'm just looking for five loaves of bread this morning. He asked the priest, I'm going to do you one better, David. I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to give you the showbread. Now, do you know how much showbread there was? The Bible said it was laid out before the Lord. It was 12 loaves, six by six. One for each tribe, 
And I like to think one for each book of the Bible. 66 books of the Bible. David just wanted five loaves. David come up and said, hey, I just want something to eat. Uh, my men are hungry, and I'm hungry. We just want something to eat. But this fellow said uh, he, that he got tied up with, and he got hooked up with. He said, with royalty, this fellow had a high place. Uh, he said, I'm going to do you better than that, David. You ask for five, I'm going to give you 12. Said, can I tell you, I'm glad that I serve a God that He specializes in giving you more than you've asked for. He does it exceedingly, abundantly, above, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we asked or think. I don't serve some little bitty dead God. I, I serve a God that's in heaven. He's sitting on the throne this morning. I serve a God that's nothing's too hard for him. His hands are not too short. His ears are not too heavy. He specializes in giving more than you asked for this morning. And he, he's, he's so good that he can give him more than he asked for. Look at verse number eight. Number eight. And David said to Ahimelech, and is there here under thy hand spear or sword? For I have neither brought my sword nor my weapons with me because the king's business required haste. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath, the Philistine, we know who that is, whom thou slewest in the valley of Elam. Behold, it is here wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If thou wilt take that, take it, for there is none other save that here. And David said, there is none like that, give it to me. So not only does he give him the food, not only did he specialize in giving the standard, he says, hey, I can give you more than what you're asking for. David was just wanting a regular old sword, any old spear, anything you got laying around, uh, uh, that'll be fine with me. Uh, I'm not looking for anything better than that. But he said, hey, I've got, can you see David? Uh, and David was not a great big tall man. Uh, David was a little bitty ruddy guy, the Bible says. Uh, can you imagine talking about this nine foot giant? Uh, and David said, hey, uh, I'll just, and that sword David held in his hands before, you know that, uh, that sword was in David's hand before and David said I, there ain't none like this sword uh, and I imagine when David put that through his sheep and he started riding he was plowing roads because it was dragging behind him this was not just some ordinary, ordinary storm, uh, sword this was Goliath's sword there's a God that gives more than we asked for this morning and I'm talking about a God. The Bible said, if ye being evil, how much good gifts unto your children, how much shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit unto them to ask? I'm glad I serve a God this morning that gives me more than I ask for. That's what I'm preaching on this morning. God who gives more 
than I asked for this morning. There are times in my life that God has given me more than I've asked for. I imagine you could probably go in your lifetime and look back and, and see where God just blessed you and blessed you and blessed you. And there's been times I have not even asked God for anything and yet God blessed me and blessed me and blessed me. There are times in my life, and I just want to give you three in my life. You look at your life, you tell times that God has given you more than you asked for. I got more than I asked for when I got saved. I got to thinking about this and I got to thinking about that thief on the cross. There was Jesus and there was this thief. In fact, that thief was getting exactly what he deserved. There was two thieves, one on the right hand, one on the left hand, and Jesus, the Son of God, right smack dab in the middle of them. The Son of God dying for our sins between these two thieves. And while he's hanging there, one of the thieves railed on him. But the other thief found some faith somewhere. He said, he knows he missed it. He knew he was a thief. He knew what he had done is wrong. And he said, Dost thou not fear God? Seeing thou art in the same condemnation, and indeed justly, for we did receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing. He said, I, I'm getting what I deserve. I, I'm a rotten sinner. I'm a rotten thief. I'm no good. I, I'm getting what I deserve. He said, when the judge put down the gavel and said, guilty, now the punishment is being held out and the punishment is death. I'm getting what I deserve. But he looked at Jesus don't miss this. Don't miss what he asked Jesus. I love what he asked Jesus. And this is all he asked of Jesus. Lord, remember me when thou comest in thy kingdom. That's all he asked. He didn't ask, Lord, when you come back, I, I want to reign with you. Lord, when you come back, I want to sit on a throne. Lord, when you come back, I want to wear a robe and a crown. I want to be like that. Lord, when you come back, that's what I want. No, all he said, Lord, remember me. He says, I know you're a king because the inscription above your head says you're the king of the Jews. I, I know that you have a kingdom that you're going to receive. Lord, when you come into that kingdom, remember me. Just remember me. Just show a little mercy. But he got more than he asked for. All he asked for was just to remember me, Jesus. Just remember me. I'm talking about the God that does exceedingly abundantly more than we asked for. He said, uh, Verily, I say unto you, 
Mm. Today, hey, not tomorrow, not next year, not next week, but today thou shalt will be with me in paradise. Now, that thief on the cross is thinking that the kingdom was coming, and he knew it was coming. He understand that this guy, this thief on the cross was a Jew. He understand the kingdom. He understand the promises of the kingdom, and it was looking out way out there. It wasn't coming today. He, so he said, I, I understand that. I understand that, but remember me. But Jesus said, oh, you don't understand. Today, the day, not tomorrow, not to next week, but the day thou shalt be with me in the kingdom. The Bible said Jesus died first. And then he came and broke the legs on the two thieves. And a lot of what, little while later they died. Get this. You got to get this. One thief opened his eyes in hell. In hell. Boy, but that other thief, that found faith somewhere. He opened his eyes up and there he was in the bosom of Abraham. He looked over, saw Isaac and Jacob and Abraham and Moses. He saw all the great saints of God and they're looking around. He's seeing all these things. He said, hey, they look at him and say, hey, who are you? He said, I'm a nobody. Why, why are you here? He said, because that man over yonder said I could, said I could. He got more than he asked for. All he wanted is just, Lord, remember me. He didn't ask for a mansion. He didn't ask to walk on the streets of gold, the walls of jasper, and the gates of pearl. He didn't ask for that. He said, Lord, just remember me. I didn't ask to be sanctified. Redeemed, become a son of God. I didn't ask for any of that. I just asked, Lord, forgive me. Save me. And he gave me the whole mother load. I didn't, I didn't get saved. He, he gave me more than I've asked for. I'm going to heaven, Amen. I'll live in a mansion, amen. I'll wear a robe, I'll wear a crown. I've been justified, I've been sanctified, I've been redeemed. I got more than I asked for when I got saved. When I got saved, I didn't know anything about the Bible. All I wanted was just a few loaves from God. When he gave me the whole bakery. He will give you more than you asked for this morning. A little old woman came to Jesus. Her daughter was vexed unto death. She was dying. She come crying to Jesus, wanting Jesus to do something. Jesus says, I come for the, the children, the household of God. Go away, go away. She could have stopped there and went home and cried, but no. She knew there was something different about Jesus. She knew there was something different about Him. And she kept coming and kept coming. She kept crying. He said, it is not meat, it's not justified to take the children's bread 
and cast it to the dogs. She said, of truth. But even the dogs eat the crumbs Amen. from the master table. So all she was asking for was a crumb. All she said, Lord, all I want is a crumb. All I want my daughter to be hurt. And Jesus said, hey, thou daughter be made whole. Your faith has done it. That little woman kept coming and believing. All she wanted was a little crumb. And Jesus gave her more than she could ask for. I read a story a long time ago. In Chicago, Cold wintry night, and that, that lake snow effects coming off the lake there, and snowing and cold. This man was walking back to his house, and he's walking up the streets, and he came past an alley, and he heard some rustling down in there, and he looked down there, and he saw this little boy going through the trash can. That little boy looked up and saw him. And that little boy walked over to him and said, "Sir, I'm an orphan. I live on the streets, and I'm hungry. I'm hungry." That man says, come with me, son. Took him by the hand. He kept walking. Went about seven more blocks, and he went into a, a nice neighborhood, nice houses. He said, son, I'm going to leave you right here at this doorstep. And I'm going to leave you here. And, this is, and I want you to go up and, and knock on the door. These are good people. They'll take care of you. But all I want you to say, whatever they ask, whatever they say, all I want you to say is John 3, 16. You think you can do that, son? He says, well, yeah, I can. He says, you just go on up there and knock on that door then. He walked off, and the little boy walked up and knocked on that door. About that time, the door opened up, and the light came out on the porch, and there was this little boy, freezing, hungry. And the man said, can I help you, son? That boy said, John 3, 16. Come on in, son. Coming in, he looked down and said, Well, you look like you can really use a meal. Are you hungry? John 3.16. They were getting ready to sit down to supper. He sat down and he gave him a plate of food and he's eating. He said, he's looking at it and he, he said, Son, you, you look like you need a bath. You could use a bath. He said, John 3.16. Got him bath and got cleaned up and got everything on and got to put a new pair of pajamas on the boy. And he walked in there and he went to a bedroom and he opened the door and there was a bed over in the corner. The covers were pulled back and sheets were clean on it. And he said, Son, you think you could sleep in that bed tonight? That little boy said, It worked so far. John 3.16. Well, you go in there and sleep and have a good night's sleep. I'll come and get you in the morning. That little boy laid down in the bed and pulled that cup up around his face up like that. He looked out the window and saw the snow coming, how cold it was. He says, I got all this because of John 3.16. Let me tell y'all something. I got all that I got for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that who shall ever believe in Him shall not perish. I got all this because John 3.16. Amen. I got more than I asked for when I got saved. Can you say the same? Did you get more than you asked for? I got more than I asked for when I got saved. I got more than I asked for when I served God, started serving God. I look around here. How in the world did I get here? 
how in the world did I get here? I don't understand it. Story goes, two old drunks were down next to the river fighting and arguing between themselves. One of them got up, walked off, went down the creek and looked in. Went back and says, Come here, we're not fighting anymore. I, I got to show you something. The other one got up and staggered over and looked and says, What's that light down in the water, darling? The other one looked and says, That's the moon. He said, the other one says, Oh my Lord, how do we get this high up? <laughs> Y'all get that later. That, that, that's, that's like me. How did I get here? How did I wind up here? That's the way I feel. How to get way up here? But I want to tell you, I know what I am. I know where I came from. Think about all the years ago. I got saved. My heart gave my heart to God. And how the God has allowed me to preach in the places that He allowed me to preach. All I can say is He gave me more than I asked for. Let me, let me say this. Don't miss what I'm saying here. Some of God's people wants God to do more for them without them doing more for Him. Y'all get that? Some of God's people want God to do more for them than them doing for Him. I'm talking about salvation. I'm not, I'm not talking about salvation. That was point one when I got saved. I'm talking about serving God. Some people act like they got saved and God is supposed to keep on, keep on giving them more and more without them doing anything for God. If you want God to use you, now let, me, let me just say this, let's get to the heart of the matter. If you want God to use you, if you want God to do something for you in your life, there has to be a place where you say, God, I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to promise you that whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And when you do that, He's going to give you more than you asked for. He's going to give you more than you asked for. And, and let me say this. Be very careful. When you say, Lord... I surrender. Lord, whatever you want me to do, Lord, I will serve you. I will follow you. There will be some hurts and heartaches. There will be some hurts and heartaches. David is getting more than he asked for. He is at the house of God. He's with the high priest. He's getting more than he asked for. Look at verse 7. In that. Verse chapter 101 and verse 7. Now a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day. 
I told you, Saul is a picture of the devil. Saul is chasing him. He's to tell you he's chasing him. He's a picture of the devil. Understand, there will be some few hanging around. <laughs> there will be a few hanging around the church that are not there to serve God, but they're there to cause problems. Now a certain man of the servant of Saul was there that day detained before the Lord. His name was Doag, an Edomite, the chiefest of the herdmen belonging to Saul. Now watch what old Doag do. I like that. Just don't do what old day what Doad do. Chapter, uh, verse number nine. And when he sees David getting more than he asked for, he tear, it tears him up. It, it gets under his skin. Let me just say this. Everybody's not going to like it when they start seeing you get more than you asked from God. Amen. Doad's talking to Saul. Chapter 22, verse 9. Then answered Doeg the Edomite, which was set over the servants of Saul, and said, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nod, to Himelech, the son of Abitud, and required of the Lord for him, and gave him victuals, and gave him the sword of the Philistine. Saul calls for Himelech, he come for him and brings him out. And because Doeg's got all upset, bent out of shape, because David is getting more than he asked for, Saul calls the priest and calls him and has him killed. Look at chapter 22, verse 22. The same one we just read about in Mark chapter 2. Abathar, this is one Jesus talked about. And David said to Abathar, I knew it that day when Doeg the Edomite was there that he would surely tell Saul. I have occasioned the death of all these persons of thy father's house. I want you to understand this. You can come to the right place. Uh, you can get hooked up with the right person and you're getting more than you've asked for from God. Somebody is trying to Get in your hearts, get in your minds, and they're not going to be pleased about it. Everybody sitting on a Baptist pew this morning carrying a King James Bible ain't in it to help you. Ain't in it to help you. Some people will try to hurt you, and some people do it, do it inadvertently. They don't mean to. It's not on purpose. Every once in a while, we all can be used a mouthpiece of the devil to bring hurt. But watch this. The bread, the sword is still worth the ridicule. When you start serving God, when all those darts and all those hurts and all those pains come to you, it's still worth it this morning. It's still worth it this morning. 
There is some bread in the house of God worthwhile getting. I got more than I asked for when I got saved. I got more than I asked for when I started serving God. I'm going to try to finish up, and I really am. I love this. I got more than I asked for when I went to the sanctuary. What we see here, that's where David says It's a type, it's a picture, it's a shadow of where we're at today in the New Testament. It's a good picture. It is where God's people assemble together. They come to worship, they come to praise, they come to hear the word of God. Listen, where else are you going to go and meet those David met, get what David got besides the house of God? It ain't going to happen. You're not going to get it down at the bar. You're not going to get it down at Walmart. You ain't going to get it anywhere. Everything that David got, everything that David received, he got it at the house of God. Everything I've ever got, I've gotten it from the house of God. There's nothing like church this morning. There's nothing like the house of God. I'm telling you what, I've been in the house of God and I come in the doors and I was down and out. I didn't understand why I even came to church, but I came to church anyway. Something drugged me to church. I got to the house of God and all of a sudden I heard the singing going on and all of a sudden somebody testified and somebody started getting happy and they tell them what God has done. And all of a sudden all that transfers from God down on me and it makes me happy. I've got to be in the house of God I find joy in the house of God. You can't get this anywhere else. Go down to the Elks Club and see if they can do that for you. Go out down to the VFW and see if they can do it for you. And I imagine there's probably some churches you can go to and you ain't going to get it either. Amen. Well, you shouldn't say that. I am because it ain't of God. How many times you've come to the house of God with a mindset, boy, I don't know why I'm even here. But before you left, God had came down and God had touched you. God had blessed you. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. I've come to church so sick, I didn't think I was going to be able to do anything. But as soon as I get here, oh, something just... mm. I'm not going to lie, I've been so sick, I step up in this pulpit, Lord. I'm just going to stand here and let you take care of it because I can't. Something comes down from heaven and reach down and touches you. And you go home thinking, whoo, thank God I went to the house of God. I couldn't have got that at the house. God could touch me. I cannot tell you how many times I've gone to the house of God and got more than I'd asked for. More than I asked for. I, I, I will be the first to tell you this is not a perfect church. And let me just inform y'all, y'all ain't perfect either. And I'm really going to lay this on you. You ain't got a perfect preacher. Amen. If, I, if the perfect church ever came to me and says, 
Brother Jim, we want you to come and preach at our church. We want you to be the pastor. I'd say, hey, no, because you're the perfect church, and I will mess it up. I can't do it. But I figured this out, people. We ain't got to be perfect. We ain't got to be perfect church. Boy, I love the singing we got going on here. I think we got the best singers going on in town. But we ain't got to be perfect. Why? Because the one we serve is perfect. The one that loves us is perfect. And that one that loves us and we serve him, he says, whatever you ask, whatever you want, I'll give you more than you ask for. Have you asked for anything? Have you asked for anything? God don't help me out none. What did you have you asked? God, I, I find that hey, the reason why we have not because we ask not. Oh, it's that's in the Bible. I'm sorry. I can't give you scriptures. <laughs> you have not because you ask not. You should. <laughs> well, <laughs> somebody says, well, if God knows everything, why can't you just read my mind? God don't want to read your mind because He already knows what's there. He wants you to hear you say it. He wants you to speak it. Amen. You have not because you ask not. Hey, we got more than we asked for when we got saved. We got more than we asked for when we start serving God. And let me just say this. If I'm wrong, stand up and go. I got more than I asked for when I came to the house. Now, how many of you, be honest with you, because I'll be honest with you. How many got here this morning late? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. How many came here because I begged you to come? I'll just get him off my back. I'll go. But how many right now are glad that you came to the house of God? Because God has touched you. God has blessed you. I am so glad we serve a God that specializes in giving more than we ask for. The problem is we have not asked. And God says you have not because you ask not. Let us stand.